Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. And Eric Fry. Because they won a game, and they still will not be ranked again this season. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to another day, uh, to another edition of the uh, starting lineup here on ESPN Radio on 98.9 uh, The Game. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you, and we're hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Got a good show lined up for you, as always. Coming up here on the uh, program, we'll hit up on uh, some Major League Baseball from uh, last night, and We'll talk about the Cubs and uh, Cardinals. Hey, both picking up uh, victories. That doesn't happen very often these days. So uh, we'll hit up on that. And what else happened in MLB and where the standings are right now and uh, some of the uh, questionable moves. You know, the NFL, they cut down some rosters and trimmed some rosters. Some people didn't go anywhere. And, uh, well, some people did go somewhere in MLB, and Mm -hmm. we'll definitely hit up on that. We'll also hit up on uh, some uh, local sports, some local baseball and other uh, sports volleyball from uh, last night and get you set for a light schedule today. But we'll take a look at what's on tap for this evening, and we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, football. We'll hit up on uh, some college football as well. We'll take a look at the weekend uh, slate upcoming because, well, the uh, college football season's already kicked off technically right. with uh, Notre Dame and USC in action last Saturday. But uh, we got a game tomorrow night in top 25 action. Big Ten begins uh, their play tomorrow uh, as well. And so we'll take a look at the uh, schedule upcoming there for college football. Football is finally back. Just sit back on the couch in your recliner on a Saturday, clear off the schedule, and uh, watch some college football all day. So we'll take a look at the uh, schedule coming up. And also, whatever I don't get to here in the Trusher Show, we get to in the podcast in some sort of a fashion. And coming up in the uh, podcast, Coach Weekly from Central A&M is uh, going to be uh, joining us, talking about the week one loss and how uh, they uh, will try to rebound in week number two. So we'll get to the conversation that I had with them in the uh, 
podcast. Of course, uh, the starting lineup would not be possible without Big Man Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Tatopolis State Bank. And you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com as well. All right, so uh, let's get into things. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. And it's August 30th, 2023. Only a couple days left in the month. And let's start off the show with what we always do. It's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we talked about it yesterday. We looked at the opposing pitchers in this one, and we knew it would be a pitcher's duel, and we knew that it would be a good pitched game, and it certainly was, mm-hmm. as only one run was scratched across the board, and it happened in the bottom of the first inning as well, as the Cubs lost the other day, but they come back and win last night, and it was one to nothing. There is Justin Steele. He did go six innings. Burns went seven innings. But ultimately, the one run that the Cubs got in the first inning was just enough as it was grounded into a fielder's choice by Cody Bellinger. And that was all the scoring that was done yesterday at Wrigley Field and Chicago picking up the W there over Milwaukee, stopping their nine-game winning streak. Yeah, and that's not to say, Travis, that there was a lack of offense. It wasn't that. I mean, these two teams combined – for 15 hits yeah um it's just no one could get across that that run that they needed to the cubs left eight on base the uh brewers Ooh, left yeah. six cubs went 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position uh you know milwaukee was 0 for 5 these teams just couldn't hit yeah in, when, it, when they needed to but yeah you mentioned it burns seven innings eight hits one run seven k's steal six innings six hits no runs eight k's as well 111 pitches is a little high for me, for him. For six innings. Through six innings. Uh, but the bullpen really shut down one hit through three innings. Yeah. Cubs bullpen, um, which looked good. Lighter looked good. Merriweather looked good. And Alzley, who I've had issues with in the past, mm-hmm. of being a little too dramatic in these games and making it a little closer than it needs to be, uh, he pitched well as well. So, um, yeah, 11 pitches he threw there, and eight of them are for strikes. Yep. So, very efficient yep. there putting Milwaukee away yep. last night. So, big thumbs up for the pitching performance there in Chicago. So, uh, you didn't see a offensive slugfest. No. We didn't figure it would be. And so, uh, yeah, get one, today. yeah, you get one back. Um, get one back after dropping the game yeah. on Monday. Uh, there. Kyle Hendricks is pitching today for the Cubs, so that does not give me a whole lot of uh, reason to be looking forward to it because Kyle has his moments where he's either really good or really bad. Um, I mean... 5-7 and seven with a 380. Brandon Woodruff, 3-1. 265 so but i mean i think the important thing in this game travis that it it helps you with is now you know it got you back to four yeah it got you back to four uh behind behind milwaukee it put you three ahead of the reds um in in the wild card so 
Um, I think you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, you're basically a game and a half up on the Diamondbacks. Um, you're three up on the Reds, like I said. You're four up on the Marlins. You give yourself a little bit of room um, there in the wild card. Right, yeah, especially uh, Diamondbacks and Reds, mm-hmm. Marlins. They all lost last night. So, yep. I mean, Kyle Hendricks, last four starts that he's been in there, he hasn't gotten longer than six and a third inning. Uh, he did get roughed up against the Braves, seven earned runs and an mm-hmm. eight to nothing loss. But that's the that's the thing with uh, Hendricks as well is the last five games that he's pitched in, he, the Cubs have only won one of them. Uh, the only one they won was against the Royals uh, back on August 20th. Uh, every other start that they've lost. Yep. So uh, maybe the juju isn't on Kyle Hendricks' side. Uh, there, nope. uh, I'd say tonight, but nope, it's actually this afternoon. Getaway yes. day. Yeah. They're at Wrigley Field. Afternoon baseball, one twenty, will be the uh, game start Nothing time. better than afternoon baseball. Yeah, getaway day. You know, even I would go to a Wrigley Field to take in afternoon baseball on oh. a Wednesday. There, especially with a pivotal division matchup there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, enjoy that today, Chicago. And, uh, hey, here's something that doesn't happen uh, very often. It happens quite often to the Padres, but uh, they're 0-11 in extra inning games. But the Cardinals take a victory, and they win in a walk-off 6-5. Oh. Yeah. Tommy Edmond, supposed to be a day off for him, but comes in there in the 10th inning, and it gets a hit, a single, and... Cardinals get the dub, six to five. You need that again. If you're St. Right, Louis, yeah. you're just that's, trying to build some positivity for next year. That's what Wilson said after the game that they that they needed that. Mm-hmm. And Wilson Contreras also had a, a good night as well. He had two homers in the game. He went deep in the sixth inning, and then again later on in the eighth inning. So I was talking about a must win, and this was a great game for Contreras. Uh, must good game for him. It's been uh, rocky to it say the has. least yep. this season, uh, but he himself a good night last and, night with a couple. And one thing the Cardinals did better last night, Travis, and they had the night before, and that is runners in scoring position. He went three for six with runners in scoring position. He still left six on base, yes, but three for six is a lot better than what was it? Oh for seven, I think the night before. Uh, yeah, but that's not to say it was smooth sailing for the Cardinals because. The Padres just left opportunities right there. Four of 16, Travis. Wow. Manny Machado, 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Yeah. Soto, 0 for 3. Bogarts, 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. Those are your guys if you're San Diego. Those are the guys that you are paying lots of money to come through when there's runners on base. Mm -hmm. And none of them showed up. Right. Tatis even went 0 for 1. Yeah. Yeah. that is unacceptable if I'm San Diego. But. Right, yeah. Plenty of opportunities there. Lots of traffic on the base pass yeah, uh, last night. A lot of it had to do with the Cardinals. Eight walks, or four walks, excuse me, uh, from Thompson there. Yeah. That's a lot of walks in four innings. Um, right. But luckily, like you said, able to, to hang on and do just enough to the Cardinals to, uh, to get the win. I thought Romero pitched well. For you as well, out of the the bullpen, two innings, two hits, three yeah, Ks. two two innings. He had yep. he had a traffic, of course. You have the ghost runner yep. there in the uh, tenth inning, and he got out of a jam. Uh, the Padres were able to move him over to a third, and he got a uh, broken bat pop up there to get out of the jam 
in the uh, tenth inning. So yeah, uh, Romero with a nice job, uh, two innings in work, and also uh, shout out to uh, Casey Lawrence for coming in in relief of Thompson and uh, keeping the Cardinals in the game. Did have a couple earned runs, right. but uh, still he kept the the Cardinals in the game there and. Uh, a lot of traffic on the base pads still yep. for San Diego, but they couldn't do anything with it. So uh, King also came in and got uh, an out as well. But yep. uh, Lawrence was really the guy who kept the Cardinals in the uh, game. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what it is about the Padres and extra inning games, but they can't get it done. Nope. So 0-11 this year in extra inning ball games. So that's doesn't spell – Success. What you're saying, Travis, is you just got to get him to extra innings, and then it's a guaranteed win. All right, yeah, basically. Just hang on. So it's also a getaway day there in uh, St. Louis as well, as it's going to be a uh, 12-20 pregame show start here. So just a little bit after we are uh, done here on 98.9, and then 105 will be the uh, game or broadcast. And Miles Michaelis takes the ball for the cards and old Rich Hill. Yeah, still throwing out Rich Hill out there with the Padres with his 7-13 record, 5.21 ERA. And so they're going to have him tow the rubber for the Friars Ancient today. Rich Hill. Yeah, but still doing it. Hey, you know what? I mean, that tells you the kind of year it's been for the Padres when you have Rich Hill in your starting <laughs> rotation. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Only went two and thirds innings last Friday against uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, that's not that good. Yeah. But that's all of his recent games, it mm. says here. So maybe he was injured or something. Yeah, I think so. I think so, but uh so Cardinals are walking it off last night and Can you go back to back, Travis? That is the question. Yeah, can we take the series? Can we win the uh, series and can also bury the Padres in the wild card and help say, out the Cubs? And, and almost end the Padres wild card chances. I mean right now seven and a half. Seven and a half, another loss. Uh-huh. I don't know if they can come back. Right. Yeah, it's just a little bit too much to overcome. Uh, what there, a, I what think. a disappointment for that team. Disappointment you know. again. Yep, disappointment again. All uh, the money spent. Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back in the lineup this year, and, spending the money on Bogarts. And here's the thing, Travis. They spent a lot of money. The other team we talked about who spent a lot of money were the Mets in the offseason, and the Nationals spent no money, the Pirates <laughs> spent no money, and they are basically tied with those two teams. Right. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Mets, yeah, they've also had a disastrous season. Yep. yep. Uh, they're getting rid of everybody, too. Yep. Well, mostly everybody. Verlander, Scherzer, and they were in talks to get rid of Alonzo, and he potentially could be gone in the offseason. I oh, heard yeah, that I rumor. Uh, there, so uh, we'll take a look at the arrest of MLB and what in the heck are the Angels doing? Yeah, no, you go ahead. We'll talk about it in the next segment. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about more baseball coming up. But uh, we uh, depart from MLB for just a second. We take a mini detour to uh, some uh, local sports coming up next. We'll take a look at local baseball and uh, some uh, volleyball action and soccer that happened yesterday. And get set for the schedule for today coming up here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. 
This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Have you heard... The Rusty Reel Lake Jam is coming to Lake Sarah October 12th, 13th, and 14th. It's a three-day country music festival with a kick of rock and roll that you won't want to miss. Blackberry Smoke. Big and Rich. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Cooper Allen. Hog Slop String Band. Ashland Craft. Effingham, Illinois. This is Brett Michaels. I cannot tell you how fired up I am. Rusty Reel Lake Jam. Effingham, this is going to rock. Don't have your tickets yet? We have an opportunity for you to win a pair of weekend passes. Just stop by Beecher City Food Liner, FEM Prompt Care, Behold Aesthetic and Wellness, Licking My Chicken, Pulling My Pork Barbecue, Steve's Liquor and Snacks, Car Corral Polaris, and Luke's Bar and Grill. Must be 18 to register. One guaranteed qualifier will be drawn from each location. So register often at each location to increase your chances. Winner announced Tuesday, September 26th. Good luck from Cromwell Media Group Effingham. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6759. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6759. That's 800-575-6759. 
Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. And now. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the original. Not 2000. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. You got four with Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now that that is a worthy top ten movie right there. Yep, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Travis Parks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports here from yesterday. And we'll take a look at high school baseball from yesterday. And it was Altamont getting the win over Dietrich 13 to nothing in this one as the winning pitcher was Melville there going five strong innings giving up zero runs and two hits and striking out six as well and we also had a lot of people getting RBIs here he had Eli Miller getting an RBI or two RBIs Schultz Robbins Melville and Davis all picking up a couple RBIs Stimke Elam and uh, Berg also picked up an RBI as well uh, there for Altamont in the win over Dietrich there. And we also had a St. Anthony defeat a Windsor Stu Straws by the final of 8-0. to a zero. Uh, Larson picks up the win on the mound, going six innings, giving up zero runs, three hits, three Ks, and one a walk. Uh, Gurgle takes the loss there for the hatch. It's going five innings, and he gave up eight runs. Three, earn, three of those were earned, though. Uh, six hits, one K, and three walks as well. Adams, Larson, Fearday, Repke, Link all had RBIs for the Bulldogs there in this one and we also had uh, south central get the win over brownstown uh, st elmo 16 to 1 yesterday and uh, sidewall gets the uh, win for south central going four innings giving up a run and a hit four strikeouts and three walks uh, schwab takes the loss there for brownstown going three innings giving up seven runs three hits three strikeouts and a five walks and it was North Clay defeating a CHBC of four to one and Jones picking up the win for North Clay and Wojcik takes a loss for uh, CHBC and Walden also had a home run for the Cardinals and Jones drove in a pair as well and the lone RBI also came by Jones on the other side for CHBC. Junior high softball, South Central over Flora, 9-3. North Clay, Clay City defeated St. Elmo, 17-8. Charleston over Topless, 5-3. Wins two straws over St. Anthony, 6-3 as well. And FEM defeated Vandalia, 12-2. In baseball, St. Anthony in junior high. St. Anthony defeated Mattoon, 6-4. And Cowdenherrick, Beecher City defeated Ramsey, 20 to nothing there. In volleyball, it's Topolis defeated Marshall in two sets, 25-13, a 25-20. And in the NTC, you had Newton get the win over Altamont, 25-18, a 25-16. 
Wins his two straws over a Dietrich in two sets, 25-16, 25-12. Arcola defeated Nioga in three sets. Arcola got the first set, 25-17. Nioga comes back for the second set, 25-20. Third and final set goes to the Purple Riders, 25-15. And it was a uh, crosstown rivalry game there at the Inlow Center last night. And it was the annual pink-out game between FEM and uh, St. Anthony. And it was FEM getting the win, 25-21, 25-16. So the Hearts get a bragging rights, get volleyball bragging rights over the uh, Bulldogs with the uh, dub last night. And also the pink-out game, all for a good cause there. Uh, I think it was FEM who was all decked out in a pink, and uh, I saw some kids from the student section for the hearts and having the uh, pink on as well. So very festive atmosphere there last night at the Inlow Center. Uh, Charleston, they defeated Cumberland 25-22, a 29-27 in a long second set, but Charleston picks up the clean sweep. It was Pleasant Plains over Taylorville in three sets. Tornado got the first set 25-21. Pleasant Plains comes back and gets the second one, 25-19, and then the third and decisive set, 25-21. Mount Zion sweeps Unity Christian, 25-20, 25-22. Heritage over Oakwood in the lone Lincoln Prairie Conference matchup that I have under here. Uh, it was a clean sweep for them, 25-20, 25-23 for Heritage. The little line I was all in the over Flora, 25-8 in two sets. They won those both by that same score. It was Paris over Palhut in two sets as well, 25-19, 25-23. So Warnsburg Latham over Sullivan, 25-17, 25-10. Paso Grinley defeated Clinton, 27-25, 25-10. And Villagrove got the win over Tuscola. Tuscola did win the first set, 25-23, but uh, Villagrove got the second one, 25-18, and then a long third set but it goes Philogrove's way 27 to a 25 was the final there in the third match Payne got the win over Vandalia in a clean, clean sweep 25 17 25 14 Carlinville over Highland in a two game sweep 25 19 28 26 long third set mm -hmm. there he's all one river over Piasaw in two sets as well 25 17 a 26 24 in high school boys, the golf, St. Anthony got the victory over Salem and Carlisle on a three-team match there at Salem. And St. Anthony had a, a score of 147 there. And a Salem had a 152. Carlisle finished with a 185 there. You had a Dakota Flag have a, a 34. Lane Ludwig with a 38. And Preston Phillips with a 38 as well. They're leading the way for the Bulldogs to victory there the matchup between Salem and St. Anthony on the girls side that game was or that match was canceled uh, there in a soccer we also had the across town matchup between FEM and St. Anthony and it was FEM also picking up the win here in soccer as well convincing fashion six to one was the uh, final score there McCullough Stefton can make field goals in uh, football and he also can make it on the football side as well mm -hmm. two goals for Stefton yesterday and Kindler also picked up a couple of goals as well there for Effingham in the six to one victory. And it was Satopolis over Charleston eight two one. Uh Gavin Tegler he had two goals and Joey Niebury also had a couple of goals as well. Ethan Taylor picked up two goals as well in the eight to one victory over the Trojans. It was Mattoon over Alney three one Taylorville over Mount Pulaski nine to two 
Newton gets the shutout over Pena 4-0. I was at that Newton game, Travis. Really? Uh, great atmosphere. Never been to a high school soccer game before. Great atmosphere. Good turnout there in Newton for that game. Mm, didn't know that. Yes. Mm, so you saw a Eagles win. Yes. Uh, 4 nothing. Good, it's a hat trick, good turnout. I think. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good game there for the Eagles and uh, a good win for a program that I think, Travis, is a very good soccer program. It keeps yeah. getting better, it feels like. I think Luke Weber had a hat trick there. Possibly. And uh, that one, I'm assuming, that's what the three by his name means. I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, it was the Lincolnwood game. The shout-out over Staunton as well, 5-0. Argento over Macon Meridian, 7-1. Modern Day over Greenville, 4-1. And Father McGivney over Troy Triad, 4-1 as well. In high school cross country there at the uh, Paris meet, uh, St. Anthony had an impressive showing there. Stacy Vonerheide finished first overall in individual there, and uh, they also uh, finished first in the uh, girls' side of things as well, taking home first place there. And uh, Julius Ramos picked up, a, and Daniel Ramos had a fifth place, tied for fifth place finish as well on the boys' side of things for uh, St. A. And uh, the topless uh, girls were also there as well. Highest finisher there was Mary Jane Dennis with a 23rd place finish there in Paris. In uh, tennis yesterday, we had topless defeat Flora. Not a clean sweep, and it was an 8-1 to victory, though, for the shoes. It was a sweep by Paris as they got a 9-0 victory over Shelbyville. Local sports schedule for today uh, coming up. Uh, we got uh, South Central at North Clay, Mulberry Grove hosting a Brownstown St. Elmo. Wins two straws is at a Ramsey, and St. Anthony is also in action as well. In a volleyball, you got did Dietrich at Wins two straws, Lincoln a Prairie, it's Tuscola at Villa Grove, Decatur LSA at Dillon Weldon, Saragordo at Macon Meridian, Nakomis at Gillespie. In a boys' golf, Windsor's two straws is in Charleston. Oblong, Mount Carmel. Lawrenceville is all at Olney. Monticello's hosting Tuscola. Girls' golf, St. T. Sullivan there at Mount Zion. Carlinville, Greenville is at Litchfield. In a co-ed golf, Megan Meridian, Olympia there at Clinton. In a soccer today, uh, you got the Argenta soccer tournament still going on there with Argenta, obviously. Megan Meridian, Warrensburg Latham also there. And also the North Mac tournament as well continues there. Carlinville, Hillsborough, Litchfield, Staunton, and obviously North Mac there as well. Cross country meet CHBC. It takes on a Shelbyville in Shelbyville. And in tennis, you got Mattoon at Champaign Central, Paris at St. Thomas More, and Charleston at Shelbyville as well in tennis action there this afternoon mm -hmm. and this evening. So. We will report on the scores tomorrow and tell you about all about them tomorrow. And you can follow along on our local sports page yes. on fmradio.com and click on that. And we also have the local schedule for high school football as well for week number two up as well. And we'll be a diving into that tomorrow and a Friday for those games. So, uh, stick around uh, for that. And Coach Weekly from Central A&M is going to be joining the program as well in the uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. Talk about his matchup this week with Marshall. So stick around for that as well. We uh, move along here on the uh, show and we'll return to talking more baseball. Let's take another whip around the rest of what happened in the major leagues last night. And 
find out what the heck the Angels are doing. Coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. And Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Our summer clearance sale continues this month, and with more Toyotas arriving daily, you could be driving one home today from Dan Heck Toyota in Effingham. Tough and powerful trucks like Tacoma and Tundra, roomy Highlander SUVs, and the most economical lineup of cars like Camry and Corolla all make Toyota the number one choice. Check us out online at danheck.com, or better yet, stop in Dan Heck Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, and drive home in a new Toyota today. Farmers, we thank you. And to show our appreciation, we want to give back. With Meal in the Field, join WCRC 95.7 and Culver's as we bring the Meal in the Field every Tuesday, starting September 5th. Go to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in their field on Tuesday. Brought to you by... Barlow Lock and Security, Home Farmers Mutual, Powell's Electric, DHB Transmission, Culver's, South Central FS, Cash Equipment, McMahon Meats, Beecher City Food Liner, Bluff Equipment, and Bex Hybrids. Go to effinghamradio.com and submit your favorite farmer you wish to see fed in the field. Winners will be chosen and we'll contact the weekly winner to make arrangements to meet them in the field on Tuesday, starting September 5th. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click. So you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, the the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from a 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a nine iron, sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot. And it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now. Feel my moment. thunder. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game.
Eric Price Sports and Update brought to you by Topless State Bank, St. Louis City SC, aimed to get back in the win column when they host FC Dallas at City Park tonight. City are coming off a 2-1 loss to Orlando City on the road last Saturday. They do remain in first place in the Western Conference with 14 wins, 2 draws, 9 losses for 44 points. Chicago Fire FC aimed to avoid a third straight league loss when they host Vancouver at Soldier Field tonight. The Fire fell to the LA Galaxy 3-0 on the road on Saturday. Chicago's ninth place in the Eastern Conference with eight wins, eight draws, and nine losses for 32 points. Tonight's match kicks off at 7.30 p.m. Kalia Cooper came through in the clutch to lead the Chicago Sky to a 76-75 win over the Sparks at Crypto.com Arena. Cooper made a pair of go-ahead buckets in the final minute to give Chicago a one-point lead. The Sky got a stop at the buzzer to seal the win. Cooper had 22 points in the victory. The 15-21 Sky go up against the Liberty at home on Sunday. The Colts are hanging on to their top playmaker. Indianapolis did not trade running back Jonathan Taylor on Tuesday after not finding what it felt was a fair value offer. Taylor remains on the physically unable to perform list and is ineligible to play in at least the first four games of the season. 24-year-old will miss games against the Jags, Texans, Ravens, and Rams. Colts last week granted Taylor permission to engage other teams, but issued a 4 p.m. deadline for a deal to come together. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Parks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hit. Jonathan Taylor going to nowhere, both with the Colts well, and not off the pup list either. Well, going nowhere, you say that, but obviously trade deadline is coming up October 31st. And sure. I, here's what I'm going to say, Travis. He is not going to play a game in a Colts uniform this season. Yeah, that's. I think that that, that is fair 100% a fair evaluation. Mm-hmm. Unless he decides to take less money right we saw josh jacobs sign a one-year deal mm-hmm. that was less than what the market perceived yeah if jonathan taylor wants to do that then i can see him playing again but i think the bridges have been burned here yeah i don't think I there's think any so. coming back no i don't i don't think so either so so yeah well no action from that point of view nope yesterday there let's take a look at the rest of major league of baseball from last night we talked about the great pitching performance by the cubs and brewers well there was also another one late night as well they might have missed it was the giants over the reds six to one and alex cobb comes a out or two away from a no hitter he finishes it off but uh so close there in the ninth inning uh, but alex cobb going the distance and only allowing one hit as well for the Reds. So mm-hmm. not very good for the Reds last night. No. Uh, the uh, Yankees, they win consecutive games for the first time in four weeks. That's <laughs> a long time. They beat the Tigers 4-2. to two. Ugh. We talked about it yesterday, but Sandy Alcantara didn't do so great in this one either. Mm-hmm. The Rays 11-2 over the Marlins getting the win and home runs all over the place. For Tampa, Sandy, four earned runs, seven hits, a couple walks, four Ks, ERA 4.23. Now for Mr. Sandy. Mm-hmm. Baltimore over the White Sox, a nine, a two, a three. Go ahead, home run there in the seventh. They eventually cruise to the win, Do does Baltimore. Nationals, five to four over the uh, Blue Jays. Astros 6-2 over the Red Sox, and uh, Alex Bregman and Alvarez go deep in the first inning, and so it was 
on from there for Houston. And the Rangers, there might be back on the winning ways as uh, Henny throws a uh, shutout as well. Or, you know, doesn't go a complete game, but uh, Rangers win 2-1. to one. And uh, with the uh, loss by the Mariners last night, they fell to Oakland 3-2-1. And uh, now we're at a three-way tie there for the uh, West lead with the Rangers, Mariners, and Astros. Mm. Astros have won four in a row now. Um, let's see. The uh, Twins, they fell to uh, the Guardians. It was a 4-1 to win for, or 4-2 to win for Cleveland. It was the uh, Pirates over the uh, Royals, a 6-2-3. And we have another team that has been eliminated from playoff contention. I saw that. It's not the Cardinals. It's close. Close. The Royals, yes. other team from Missouri, they are officially eliminated mm-hmm. from playoff contention. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, the season is basically nothing. Now. I mean, it, yeah, it, was it before that? <laughs> yeah, nah, it wasn't anything. Yeah, <laughs> Atlanta, they got the win of three to one over the Rockies. Ozuna, it's his thirtieth homer of the year, and Atlanta, sixteen wins in twenty-one games. Mm them so I was a little bit worried about them in the middle of June or July but they're turning it on here towards the end of August and going into September strong and the Dodgers also got the uh, blowout win over the Diamondbacks 9-2-1 Mookie Betts now career high 36 homer last night 16 hits for the uh, Dodgers without that one was going to be a good pitch game Mm -hmm. there as well but Kershaw, he only goes five innings, so does Kelly, and Kelly gets all lit up. Seven earned runs, 12 hits, three walks, nothing to write home about there. No. Uh, three walks for Kershaw as well, but luckily for him, the offense was clicking mm-hmm. for L.A. there, and they got a commanding lead in the West, 13.5 over the Giants, 14 over the Diamondbacks. It's just ballooned. I mean, just – Go figure. Yep. Seems like it's always that way there in the West. And I saved this one uh, for our last. It was the uh, Phillies over the Angels, 12-7. to uh, seven. Bryce Harper goes deep again. He's one away from career home run number 300. Mm-hmm. And there was also five home runs hit. I know Schwarber went deep last night as well for Philadelphia in the 12-7 to seven win over the Angels. And the reason I saved the Angels – for last. Well, before you get to that, you mentioned 300 for Harper. Mm-hmm. He's not the only player from Pennsylvania closing in on that. Andrew McCutcheon, one home run away as well from 300. Ah. I just saw that stat one. To... Yeah. Who's more likely to get it first? You'd think Harper, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's been super hot lately. Yep. yep. Uh, the Angels. Mm-hmm. I can sit here and no longer justify you keeping Shohei Otani. The Angels are... Well, they're a joke organization. Yep. Uh, they have uh, placed a ton of people on waivers on Tuesday, including people that they acquired at the trade deadline, including starter Lucas Giolito, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, Randall Gritchick. But they also put Matt Moore, uh, Ronaldo Lopez, and Dominic Leone on waivers as well. So you acquired Giolito, Renfro, Gritchick. I think that's about the only three that they – uh, acquired uh, there out of that group, mm-hmm. I think, kind of the trade deadline. But what are you doing, L.A.? Like, 
just dumping these guys. I know you're 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 saving seven million dollars for right. salary, right? But you still might have to pay him for a month of the season, last month of the season if they get picked up. Right. But my goodness, just dumping them for nothing after you traded for them. I, yeah, I don't understand this. I mean, you've had them for a month. Like, just a month. I mean, now that they're out of it, they're just dumping people. And Otani can't pitch, so There's they're just quitting on the season. And, again, the only thing, Travis, and I know we both sat here and said you needed to trade Otani at the deadline. We both said that. And the only reason no, we I didn't said, say that. You didn't. That's true. But we also said it was on the caveat that you contended to keep him. Yeah. And that you'd make a play to keep him. Mm-hmm. The only way this makes sense is if they're telling Otani, we are dumping this salary, we want to keep you, and we're going to go get somebody else to help. We're going to go get someone else. Another starting pitcher, perhaps. Someone else to help in the free agency, and that is why we needed to get rid of these salaries. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing... In my head, that makes any sort of sense. Yeah, it just it defies defies the logic that they are gonna dump these people away and then potentially lose Otani as well for nothing. Yeah, all for nothing now. Uh, unless you're thinking we're gonna lose Otani anyways, we might as well get as much salary as we can to try and find somebody else because we're gonna have to pay to get a new DH and we're gonna have to pay for a new starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that, that's the. Those are the two things. Mm-hmm. Unless they've already conceded, Otani is not coming back. Right. Which, if I'm Otani, Travis, and it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I go to the Angels and say, let's do one year. Let's do a one-year deal. Because of his injury, let me come back and prove. Because people are going to pay him, yes. But would they pay him as much if he wasn't injured this year? Mm-hmm. Pitching-wise. Yeah. No, they're not going to pay him as much because they're scared of that. Yeah, you wouldn't think. So why not say to the Angels, let's do a one-year thing. I'll come back. I'll pitch. I'll show everyone I can pitch, and then we'll look ahead. That gives the Angels time to try and reevaluate where they're at and say, hey, we're going to get some more pieces for you. It's not an awful idea. Right. And I know he, he won't look at it this way, but you got to look at it from, well, the Angels have tried over and over again of getting players and they tried here at the deadline and it mm-hmm. hasn't worked out. So mm-hmm. from Otani's point of view, just move on, like go, go to a different team because obviously the Angels are cursed or something because nothing seems to work with this organization. The only thing that gives me pause, Travis, uh, on saying that, is the fact of, yes, it never seems to work for the Angels. That is, that is, we've talked about that so many times on this show. But is the West as good as it once was? Because it was but every the, year the Astros were dominating. Yeah, I right? mean, it's more competitive now it's with the Rangers and Mariners. But can it be maintained? Yeah. You think so? I think so, because, I mean, the Rangers, for the most part, are young, and the Mariners are certainly young, so it can be sustained. But do you not think that those young players, when they get their contract years, are going to be leaving? Hmm, maybe. 
just depends on how happy they are. They're in Seattle. Yep, and it, and it just depends on Otani. What is his priority? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I thought he said for sure on the West Coast. He likes being yep. on the West Coast and kind of more private guy, kind of flying on the radar and whatnot. So uh, I thought he wants to go to a contender as well. That that matters. I haven't heard that money matters to him that much. So, um. Look out, Oakland. Here he comes. Oh, gosh. Uh, speaking of Oakland, uh, they are first in the waiver wire yes. if they want to pick up any of these players. There's no reason to. Their <laughs> season's over. There's no reason to get more salary. Cardinals are fifth. There's no reason to, Travis. Get Giolito on, on, well, not even on pay. Well, I yeah. don't even know, not on payroll, but yeah, you're still going to have to pay him. Yeah, you still have to pay him on their salary. Yeah. So, get him on payroll for why? a month why? and then keep him around for next season? I mean, I guess if you think that, but that no sense. <laughs> uh, the highest person here, the Guardians, they're tenth. The Padres are eleventh. Padres maybe. The Reds, the mm, Red Sox. The Reds are fifteenth in waiver order. Diamondbacks. It'll go. They'll put a claims in, and whoever wins those claims can be announced on Thursday, and it'll go to the team with the worst record yeah. who puts a claim on those players so uh hey harrison bader's floated out there as well he's put on waivers by the uh, yankees josh donaldson was released yeah i saw he's just straight up released remember how we said he was the oldest yankee on that roster yep now he's now he's gone gone. mike clevenger for the red sox is gone uh carrasco for the mets is gone Mm -hmm. and i think the guardians designated uh uh, sogard yep syndergaard yep um, there as well before the deadline. So I guess we'll just see who gets picked up on Thursday yeah. when those claims are announced. All right, uh, so uh, let's move on and uh, let's talk some uh, football. Let's talk some uh, college football as it uh, kicks off. Well, it's already kicked off last Saturday. We got games tomorrow and Saturday as well. So we'll take a look at the slate coming up next to close out the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Hi, this is Sherry Barnett, nurse practitioner with Prairie Cardiovascular in Effingham. You may have heard the term AFib on medical TV shows. AFib is atrial fibrillation, which is when the heart's two upper chambers beat out of rhythm. Some people with AFib have racing, fluttering, or pounding heart. Others may be short of breath or experience anxiety. Lightheadedness, dizziness, and fainting can happen as well. If you are experiencing these symptoms or are concerned about your heart health, speak with your doctor about seeing a cardiologist. Be good to your heart. Passion. There's no doubt that having passion for what you do makes you better at it. And at Cromwell Media in Effingham, we have a lot of passion for what we do. We take a lot of pride in providing our community with entertainment, news, sports, and weather each day. And we are looking to add a passionate individual to our team. Yes, we are looking for someone to help our sales team, but it's more than that. We help our clients reach new customers each day by providing them with the ears and eyes that check out our content and finding the right spots for each of them. So you can become a consultant and a marketing specialist for those clients. Education, background, and experience are important, but we really want to know if you are ready to come to work at a place with pride in what we do and a passion to do it better each day. If so, you are who we are looking for. If you would like to be a part of our team, just reach out to us. All of our contact information is available at effinghamradio.com. We would love to add your passion to our team. Your trips to Rule King just got more rewarding. 
Say hello to Rule King Rewards. Earn points with every purchase you make in-store on farm supplies, feed, clothing, tools, and more. Get a $5 reward for every 500 points. The more you buy, the better it gets. Don't waste another minute. You can be earning points right now. Sign up at the register today. It's totally free and easy. Reap the rewards at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. The Plan Z Diet has radio spokespeople around the country. Hear them weigh in. I gave my reason a lot of thought before I joined the Plan Z revolution. I'm on day 11 and I've lost 9 pounds. Mind blown. I lost 42 pounds in my first 50 days. Already down 13 pounds in the first two weeks of Plan Z. I'm still losing weight and I'm doing it comfortably using their patented ZR50 Crave Control Spray. I'm still eating the food I love. Go to the grocery store just like everybody else. Things that I thought were healthy turned out to be not healthy whatsoever. Most importantly, I'm not craving sugar. I gave Plan Z a shot. I'm so happy I I did. And as a matter of fact, I'm getting some of my coworkers to join with me too. I love this. Thank you, Zola. With Plan Z, there are hundreds of recipes with food ideas for even the pickiest of eaters. If you're sick and tired of being overweight, you're not going through this alone. Stop standing in your own way. Go to planzdiet.com and get your rear in gear. Check out planzdiet.com. Watch the five minute movie to learn more about Plan Z and then let us help you. And now, the starting lineup. Eric Fry Sports Center updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still God. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9, the game. Into the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We're just a, a smidge, a bit longer. Take things in uh, the uh, podcast, Coach Weekly from Central a and I'm going to be uh, joining us in uh, the uh, podcast. So stick around uh, for that. But let's run uh, through the uh, College of Football uh, slate here as games will uh, start for uh, week one, getting a full swing on uh, tomorrow as number 14, Utah hosts Florida, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Currently the Utes favored by four points over the Gators there. Mm-hmm. And some sports books have four and a half there, but take your pick. On a third, uh, Also on uh, tomorrow, uh, Nebraska takes on Minnesota to open up the Big Ten uh, slate. Going Gophers, seven-point favorites, so touchdown favorites Ooh. over the new regime Huskers mm. for Nebraska. Trying to bring them back. Bring them back to glory, Travis. And we also have a, a Friday Big Ten game as well because they love to play those. It's Central Michigan against Michigan State. Sparty favored by two touchdowns there in that one. And then uh, the other team uh, from uh, Michigan, Michigan without Coach Harbaugh, uh, the number Tough two matchup. team in, yep. in the uh, country. Uh, they have a draw the number one here, Eastern or East Carolina, for them. 35.5-point favorites are the Wolverines. Tough, tough matchup. In this one, yes, that tough slate that mm-hmm. Coach Harbaugh is going to yep. be missing here. Uh, we also have uh, 12, Tennessee hosting Virginia, 11 a.m. on ABC, 28-point favorite. 
for the Volunteers. Coach Prime begins there in Colorado, 11 a.m. on Fox against number 17, a TCU. 20.5-point favorites are the Horned Frogs. Mm. So big underdogs for Coach Prime. Yes. Well, we'll see, and he'll try to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. Uh, number 20, Oklahoma. They host Arkansas State. A 35.5-point favorite are the Sooners. Boomer Sooner there. Number 25, Iowa. Utah State. Iowa favored by 24. Yeah, so I uh, got number three, Ohio State against Indiana. 30-point favorites are the Buckeyes on the road. 2.30 on CBS. The Yes, the CBS era of Big Ten football oh, yeah, begins this weekend. That's weird. Uh, you also got Texas Rice, Tennessee State against number 13, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, 28-point favorites against Buffalo, number one team in the land, Georgia. They're taking on UT Martin. Tough matchup to open up the season for them. Mm-hmm. USC in their second game, they host Nevada. USC 38-point favorites. In that one. Number four, Alabama. They will host the middle of Tennessee State at 630 on the SEC Network. The NBC era of Big Ten football. It's the first Big Ten Saturday night by Fallout Boy. Yep, I saw that. Number seven, Penn State will be taking on West Virginia. Penn State, 20 and a half point favorites in this one. You also got North Carolina against South Carolina. And uh, South Alabama taking on a number 24, Tulane. Then the two games on Sunday, Oregon State against San Jose State. And number five, LSU against number eight, Florida State at 6.30 on ABC on a Sunday. And also a game that that was just the top 25 action right. that I ran down there. Very, very soon, I'm going to say it right here, and you'll see my preview uh, in a couple when we talk about Illinois football the next couple of days. Illinois coming soon, the top 25. Okay. Coming soon, but uh, they open up the season there at uh, at Memorial Stadium against uh, Toledo, Illinois, and uh, Toledo at 6.30 would be uh, the uh, kickoff, and the game brought, uh, the pregame show right here on 98.9 will start an hour before that, 5.30. Travis Sparks, always known as the delusional optimist. Yes, call me delusional if you want. I will. But, hey, it's, uh, it's going to be a good year, I, I feel for the Illini, and it'll all start on a Saturday there at 6.30 right here on 98.9, the game. I did see that Purdue only in favor by 3.5 against Fresno State mm-hmm. to open up the season, so that might be a little worrisome for them. Yep. And the Northwestern begins their uh, probably roller coaster season against Rutgers on Sunday. Eight and a half point favorites are the Scarlet Knights right now. All right, so that will do it here for the uh, the regular Trestle Show. Coming up in the uh, podcast, we have Coach Weekly from Central A&M, and uh, we'll clean up some other national sports news and uh, notes as well. Coming up in the uh, pod, but coming up next here for just a little bit is ESPN Radio in the afternoon, and uh, then it's St. Louis Cardinal Baseball with the uh, San Diego Padres coming up at 1220. So enjoy that and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here. And uh, coming up here, we'll get to some random news and uh, notes around the sports world. And we'll also get to uh, Central A&M Coach Weekly here as well. Our weekly chat with the Raiders coach talking about week one loss and how to bounce back in the game against Marshall coming up hopefully on Friday. Mm -hmm. I don't see any issues this time around no. with the mm -mm. games. Ain't in one of those teams that were involved in one of those starting on Friday, finishing on a Saturday uh, there. So uh, that'll be uh, coming up uh, very, very uh, soon. So uh, before we get to uh, that conversation, is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to clean up? Yes, the Bills are keeping Damar Hamlin on their 53-man roster. Mm, Buffalo I saw that. announced the safety earned a spot on the team's active roster as he continues his miraculous return to the field. Of course, as everyone knows, suffered cardiac arrest January 2nd during game against the Bengals. 25-year-old played in all three of the preseason games and is expected to contribute as a backup safety and special teams player. In other team news, the Bills kept linebacker Von Miller on the pup list, which we talked about yesterday, meaning he'll miss the first four games of the season. Cincinnati Bengals star quarterback isn't holding out of practice for a new contract. That's according to head coach Zach Taylor, who denied that Joe Burrow's absence is related to failed contract extension negotiations with the team. Taylor said, quote, I think he has a very healthy body, and I'm encouraged by that. I feel really good about Jake Browning being the number two, end quote. Burrow is dealing with a calf strain, and Taylor said there's a chance he returns to practice this week. First overall pick in the 2020 draft is eligible for a contract extension along with receiver T. Higgins. I don't know. Maybe there is some things to be concerned about maybe, there in Cincinnati. Maybe. Uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association will review stadium safety policies following a pair of incidents. Atlanta Braves player Ronald Cunha Jr. got knocked down after a pair of fans ran on the field during a game in Denver on Monday night. And then in Chicago, two women suffered gunshot wounds at a White Sox game on Friday. The MLBA PA, um, said it has been in contact with league security and local authorities. MLB says police and prosecutors determine if field invaders should face criminal charges while teams in the league can ban fans from ballparks. And finally, Travis, the Mavericks are moving on from a veteran big man as Dallas Waves center JaVale McGee on Tuesday after one season with the team. 35-year-old averaged 4.4 points and 2.5 rebounds in 42 games last season. The three-time NBA champion was originally signed to a three-year, $17.2 million deal in 2022. The journeyman will now be looking to sign with his ninth different NBA franchise. Uh, Why that was McGee. a national story, I don't know, but there you go. Yeah, because it's JaVale McGee. I guess so. I mean, yeah. Uh, Journeyman, way, like you said. Uh, one one last thing here. The University of Nebraska's women's volleyball team is looking to break a world record tonight. More than 90,000 fans are expected to fill Nebraska's Memorial Stadium for mm -hmm. Volleyball Day. The Cornhuskers hope their match against Nebraska-Omaha will break the world record for the most attended women's sporting event. The current record of 91,648 fans was set in 2022 when the FC Barcelona women's soccer team played Wolfsburg, Nebraska has already sold more than 90,000 tickets and is offering standing room only tickets to help break the record. Wow. So it's nice to know their football fields being used for something and that fans are showing up for something at the football Right. Field. Yeah, that's exactly. Good. Good. Volleyball, 90,000 people. That's 90, people. 
match, by the way, starts at 6 o'clock tonight. I definitely need to. uh, Big Ten Network, if you're not airing this, you're missing out. I definitely need to check that out or see what the images are just to see what that looks like from a volleyball just in that massive stadium there. I know I'm not sure when it's going to be, but I did see that the Iowa basketball team are looking to have a a game or scrimmage or something at their Iowa stadium, but that's not going to be for the whole stadium. I think I saw the configuration uh, for that, it's only going to be a little bit of the stadium and like one of the end zones, but yeah, a lot of people outdoors too. For basketball, very weird. I mean, I guess volleyball outdoors is. Yeah, I know. Very cool. Hopefully, the weather is is fine. Good. good. Yes. There in Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, well, they can hope. They should hope. Let's see. Travis is looking that up right now. Ska volleyball. What's the weather? Uh, well, I'm not looking up that. Oh, that's what I thought you were looking up. No. Uh, Big Ten. Network. Well, while you're looking that up, Travis, um, I did have one thing I wanted to uh, to hit on um, before we continue on here. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this bar in Milwaukee, Travis? No. There is a bar in Milwaukee that is offering free drinks when Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose this season. <laughs> so as we know, Aaron Rodgers spent 18 years as the Green Bay Packers quarterback, but the owners of Jack's American Pub are not exactly rooting for the NFL star. Now, there are some caveats. In order to get the free drinks, the bar tab must start 15 minutes before a Jets game. Fans have to be present for the entire game. Aaron Rodgers must start, and the Jets and Packers cannot be playing at the same time. <laughs> At the same time, At the same wow. Time. Well, that's going to be a little difficult. That's what I thought. So, uh, I not on the first one, the first game. Yeah, just got prime time. Yeah. So, we, Travis, would you go and uh, especially if you have to stay the whole game by halftime, you may have an idea where things are going, kind of right. party it up a little more, or maybe cut back depending on how the Jets are doing. Yep. You'll know exactly. if you have to pay or not pay. Yep, exactly. That That's where you make the the decision yep. at halftime, whether half you feel time, confident. Maybe third quarter. Yeah, ooh, third quarter, though. It's a long time to be at that, that place, and if they're not losing, it'd be that, a nice little bar tab. That's why you, you, you pace yourself, you pregame, you pace yourself, and you get food. <laughs> the food part, yes. You get the food. Definitely. That's what helps you. Definitely get some food. I'll say I'll say that, but <laughs> pace yourself. <laughs> That's funny, especially right. with the Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they, they, uh, they partake in that. They have hanging around, right? Oh, I'm sure. Lots mm, of them. Making me hungry now. I know. Uh, the game will be on the Big Ten Network. All right, good. The volleyball match. Good. So Nice. I like that. Yes. So... There you go. If you want to watch it, you can check it out. I think it's a great idea. There's this ad would get out of the way, but there's the configuration there. I think that they can do it, Travis. I think they can set the record. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to do it. It's very cool. Crazy. Yeah. Volleyball day. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about that? I like it. Volleyball day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that is all I got for uh, for Sports Center. That's all you got for got. for Sports Center there. So, 
All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, turn things over to uh, Coach Weekly here from uh, Central A&M, having a conversation about Week One and uh, looking for adjustments in Week Two. So, uh, here's our weekly chat with Coach Weekly right now. Travis Sparks here, joined by Central A&M head coach Brent Weekly. And how you doing today, Coach? Hopefully, this week's a little bit more normal schedule for you guys. I know it's not the outcome that you were looking for in Week One, but you turned the page to this week. And uh, how's it going for you today, Coach? Uh, everything's going all right. Like you said, just trying to uh, you know improve. Usually, you see uh, the biggest improvement in teams uh, between weeks one and two. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we knew we had things to work on. We really didn't know what they were, and now we know, so it's something we're kind of focused on. Right, yeah, and here's that, uh, you taking the jump from week one to week two and make those adjustments from uh, what you uh, didn't do so great on uh, Friday. So uh, we'll see what happens on, on Friday night when you take that jump from week one to week two. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's a jump. Uh, if not, uh, might be disappointed. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, I hope our kids – and I think they do. I, I hope they understand the importance and the urgency that we now should have. And every game's a playoff game now. It's kind of how we got to look at it and uh, battle like crazy and uh, see what happens and see what uh, you know where the where the cards may be, how they're dealt, and how mm-hmm. we, how they may land, and all that good stuff. But uh, you know, we got to get better pass protection. Got to get better at uh, blocking up front. And, being really detailed uh, defensively, assignment detailed. I thought we were really good, except for about three plays defensively, and I mean, those ended up costing us. Right, yeah. And uh, you said last week that you didn't like the offensive shootouts and you wanted a defensive ball game, and uh, you got just that because uh, both offenses seemed like it had difficulty scoring against each other, and the final was only 14-12. to 12, So you got that defensive slugfest that you were looking for. Well, uh, it's not to say I don't like them. Uh, I think I think they're more entertaining and a lot more fun to coach in. Sure. Uh, but I, I think the, you know that that thought process and that the way in which we're kind of having to have to play is, is kind of you know better suited for us. Uh huh. Right, yeah. It was also on, uh, started the game on uh, Friday, and uh, Leroy had a 7-6 to six lead at that point, and then there was a big delay in uh, waiting around whether to postpone the game until later on in the Friday night, but you eventually came together and you delayed it until Saturday. So uh, what was that like actually starting the game on Friday, but then having to finish it there on Saturday? I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> we talk with our kids all there's always adversity somewhere uh, in a game or in life or whatever and just how you handle it and how you, you know, move past it. So uh, I thought our kids handled that okay. Uh, you know, it was, I think if we'd had a quick turnaround on Saturday morning, I don't think it would have been very, went very well. But we didn't have to go back until leave until about one forty-five, two 2 o'clock. So it gave our kids a little bit of time to, you know, refresh, uh, rehydrate, kind of lick our wounds a little bit and uh, get back to uh, being ready to play. I thought they did a pretty good job of that. Right, yeah, and then offensively, it seemed like uh, Damery wasn't very efficient passing, but he did have a couple of touchdowns in there, and he got close to 100 yards rushing, but didn't quite uh, get there. So uh, what was working and maybe uh, what wasn't working uh, on Saturday that caused you so much problems against uh, Leroy? Well, you know, uh, they're a really good physical team. Uh, they did a really good job of game planning for us and what we do. And I thought we had a good plan going in, and, and I thought we had the right adjustments there. And then I think, you know, I, I don't think you ever can truly prepare enough for injuries. 
uh, and people being out and in the heat and cramps and all that. And, you know, every time you look up, somebody's out, you want to dial up a play and somebody's out and then, well, shoot, we can't run that because, mm-hmm. well, they're not in to run that for them. And it, it, that's what Friday night was like. Saturday, uh, you know, fourth and ten for us to come back, so we had to punt uh, on the opening play of the second part of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and they can't. They went right down, and they marched down, and they scored on us. And, of course, we had to make adjustments because kids were out. For that, our kids settled right in and, and did a really good job defensively. They caused a couple turnovers. They caused some problems for uh, Leroy. Did a good job. And so offensively, we had uh, quite a few opportunities, uh, to be honest, to score. And we, we either... We either got something going and then kind of shot ourselves in the foot with penalties uh, a couple times. Uh, we could e- easily put up a couple more scores, but it just didn't happen. And uh, I talked to our kids. We don't have that big a, a room for error. Uh, we really have to make sure we get an opportunity to score. we got to make sure that we score or we don't do something silly and we'll cost ourselves an opportunity to score. So hopefully our kids uh, learned a lesson. Uh, and like I said, get better, and, and hopefully we can move forward here. Right, yeah, and it's only week one, so you have time to uh, make those adjustments, and only uh, Shelbyville and Clinton got wins and from the Central Illinois Conference, too, so uh, those are a couple of positives. You can uh, look at it from, from that perspective as well, and Leroy being a non-conference game as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's no question Shelbyville is really good. I think Tuscola is good. I think they had a lead and ended up, a couple of fluke things happened. They end up getting beat. Right. Orangeburg played a tough Tri Valley team, and uh, you know Clinton gets to play them this week. And you know we 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 have to uh, figure it out. Uh, you know this our opening part of our schedule is pretty uh, pretty tough. Mm-hmm. By far, probably the toughest schedule we've had in about four or five years. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully our kids understand that. Like I said, they hopefully understand the urgency of us having to get better and. The good news is, is we find out on Friday. We don't have to wait till Saturday. And like I said, uh, looking forward to seeing how our kids react to it. And you come back home for the first time this season, and it's against Marshall here in uh, week number two. So what are you prepping for for the uh, Lions this week? Well, they're a group, uh, you know, new coach, but the coach that uh, he previously coached in the state of Indiana and won 100-some-odd games. So obviously uh, – they're much improved from where they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're athletic. I, they run a, a different style than, you know, what we had to see last week. It's a, it's a version of uh, Fred, a version of a little bit of triple option, all that good stuff. So we have to really uh, read our, do our jobs, read our keys, and fly to the football defensively uh, and offensively. Uh, again, it's a different front. And sometimes it's hard for high school kids to adjust on the fly once you've been practicing for something for quite a while, you know, uh, with something. So hopefully, like I said, our, our, we're going to do the best we can to get them as prepped as we can the next two nights and get ready to go. And hopefully it'll be nice to come back home and get some uh, home cooking as well. You don't have to travel what ended up being twice, but uh, you can. It's a, the first home game should also be use that momentum from that home crowd. Yeah, absolutely. It's always uh, it's always special playing here uh, at home and, and in front of the home crowd. It's always exciting for kids to get the chance to you know run out there and play uh, in front of their friends, family, uh, community uh, members. And it's a good opportunity for our kids for us to, to hopefully uh, regain some urgency. If we're able to do that, we should 
okay. And uh, we'll see how well you adjust to uh, week number two here, and we'll let you go here for this week. So appreciate you hopping on the uh, show again this week, and uh, good luck on Friday, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, all right? Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Appreciate him for jumping on the program for a little bit. Let's go ahead and let's move forward and let's take a look at this day in sports history. What happened in this day? We got two things today, Travis. Back August 30th, 1997, the Houston Comets defeated the New York Liberty 65-51 to to become the first ever WNBA champions. Regular season MVP Cynthia Cooper, the leading scorer with 25 points, was named championship MVP. And finally... On this date in 2003, number 8 USC defeated number 6 Auburn 23 to nothing in Auburn, Alabama in the first collegiate game of quarterback Matt Leinart, who passed for 192 yards and a touchdown. Matt Leinart's career started, Travis, on this day, 2003. Think about that. That is 20 years ago. It seemed like it took forever I know. to get over with. I know. I know. You're not a big Leinart fan. No, I wasn't. I'm not a big USC guy. Oh no, no, no. The only the only good USC guy is Reggie Bush. I mean, I didn't even like him when he was in college. But I at least watched the highlights. Well yeah, I definitely watched the, the yeah. highlight tape, but yeah. Um, Just think, Travis, next year that's the last time a Big Ten player won the uh, Heisman was uh Matt Lyon <laughs> yeah. and Reggie Bush. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh Caleb Williams. That's well uh, Caleb Williams, of course, yes. There last, you go. last time a Big Ten team won the national title, too. Now, you got Ohio State for that. but Right. Yeah. But did they get those vacated or not? Uh, I don't remember. Ohio State? That, yeah, was that the tattoo stuff? Did they win that year? <sighs> haven't they won? No, they haven't won since then. I don't know. I don't know. Was that Urban Meyer? Uh, I think Urban Meyer won one. Yeah, so there I you go. Know. I don't know. I don't keep track of Big Ten football. But that's your sports history. Well, that's a, a great thing to hear about uh, Big Ten of football because we got to take a look at a Big Ten of football coming up soon. College football, we ran down the uh, slate there. And we're going to be uh, talking some uh, Illini football mm-hmm. coming up in the next couple of days as well. We're leaning towards a Friday uh, there, get you yes. set for a kickoff before the uh, Toledo, Illinois fun, game there. Announcement coming yes, you want to stick around, stay tuned for that super fun announcement that we got mm-hmm. coming down the uh, pipeline on uh, Friday. So working on some things. Yeah, so very exciting times around here. And I forgot to mention in uh, football, college football as well, that Eastern kicks off uh, their season on Thursday. So tomorrow they take on Indiana State. Opening kickoff Mm. 5 o'clock ESPN Plus. That's where you can watch that on uh, Terre Haute. They also have uh, it called Memorial Stadium. How many Memorial Stadiums are there? We're, We're remembering a lot of things, Travis. We have a lot to be memorialing. Oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> I also wanted to crazy. say that anytime EIU is uh, volleyball is on uh, ESPN Plus, check that out as well. Our friend Lane Blickham probably on the call for those. Yeah, I see him I uh, saw all they the won, time. They beat Illinois hmm. in volleyball. Hey, that's pretty good. That's a good. That's a good win. Good little win. Mm-hmm. Notch under the belt. Yeah. yeah. So check it out, ESPN Plus. Yep. Eastern volleyball. 
Uh, all right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, you had something for NASCAR. Oh yeah, Travis, because something's happening in NASCAR. We'll talk more NASCAR tomorrow. We'll make our playoff predictions tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, since the playoff starts this weekend. But Travis, even though we are almost a year away from it, we're talking Chicago Street Course. Already, a new survey went out to residents in the uh, the the district. Um, that was conducted by the alderman there, uh, Brendan Riley, in the 42nd uh, district. Um, and it received 662 responses of the people there. And here's basically the poll was conducted on the website, uh, his website, and sent to ward residents earlier this month, making the survey open to anyone to participate. So it's open to anyone because they put it online. So I could have gone and filled this out. Could have, yeah. If I wanted to. <laughs> so. Uh, but this from the Chicago Sports Commission at Chu Chicago has a commission on economic impact report on the NASCAR weekend. Um, now, basically, what they asked, they asked three things about the future of NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Basically, they said, uh, how satisfied were you with the outreach by NASCAR? Did the traffic closures associated with the event negatively impact your travels? And do you support NASCAR holding future races in Chicago? Traffic closures in and around the race course negatively affected 58% of the people who responded. 34% said the race had no impact on their travel. 7% were indifferent. When asked about NASCAR's outreach, 38% were satisfied, 32% were dissatisfied, and 29% said they were neutral. But when asked about the future race, 54% of the residents said they would not support future NASCAR races in the city. 37% said they did, and 8% were indifferent. Now, why is this important? Because we heard this was a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. It has a two-year renewal option. So mm-hmm. really, it's a one-year deal because of the two-year renewal option. Mm-hmm. So uh, NASCAR paged Chicago Park District, Travis, a $500,000 permit fee for the weekend. That fee rises to $550,000 next year and $605,000 in 2025. The Park District also received a 15% commission on concessions, $2 per admitted ticket, which we saw how pricey those tickets were. They got $2 on every ticket and a $50,000 security deposit for damages to Grant Park. Mm-hmm. So now NASCAR projected that the street course would bring in $113 million to the local economy. Travis, again, as we've talked about, the more we keep hearing things, I don't think this is coming next year. And I think that that is why the NASCAR schedule has yet to be announced. Right. Because they're trying to figure out what to do about this. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm sure NASCAR wants to go back there and do it again. Right, because we talked about it at the time. They didn't feel like maybe they didn't get a fair, sh- a fair a shake at it because yeah. of the weather. Now, uh, I did hear on a, on a podcast, Travis, that uh, we do – there is going to be a doubleheader weekend coming up in NASCAR next season, which we kind of figured because of the Olympics. They're going to have to take back-to-back weeks off, two weeks off because of the Olympics, so you got to make up those races somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very happy with where the rumors are that it's going to be, and that would be – Richmond, which has been some of the worst racing all year. And it's going to be like a Wednesday, Saturday thing, which I'm not a fan of. That sounds <laughs> awful. But, yeah. Um, I did want to, I found this yesterday, um, Travis, and I wanted to point this out because we had talked um, on air a lot about how uh, NASCAR is falling behind uh, IndyCar in popularity 
uh, in the U.S. or mm -hmm. F1 more specifically. Yeah. I found auto racing average television viewers thus far this year for their events. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number one in all of motorsports. Yeah. Daytona 500. Eight million people watched the Daytona 500. Wow. Second place was the Indy 500 with 4.7 million. So double the Indy 500 is the amount of people who watched the Daytona 500. Wow. In third place, 4.6 million, so almost as much as the Indy 500, was that Chicago street course. It was the third most watched oh, man. race of the year in any form. Mm -hmm. um, which I found rather interesting. Um, a couple other things I wanted to point out here, and that is that the Xfinity race uh, to start off the season at Daytona got 1.6 million viewers, was 29th best, and it is one slot above the F1 race in Miami. So we talk about how Miami, you know, F1, oh, it's coming to America. Yeah, on a ABC, that Xfinity race was on FS1. Mm -hmm. But on ABC, the Miami race, 1.6 million people. So nowhere close. No. Of the top 30, Travis, one is IndyCar, one is F1, one is an Xfinity Series race. The rest are all Cup Series. Mm -hmm. So I think NASCAR's got a pretty good lock on the sports, yeah, on, on the NASCAR side of things on TV. Uh, the first truck race you will find is at 52, which was the uh, um, the truck race at Bristol on the dirt. And uh, also, uh, the you'll have an ARCA race, which was 846,000. It was 76 best. But the reason why I brought that up, and you'd say, why are you bringing up an ARCA race? Uh, first of all, we have our first NHR race, NHRA drag racing. Ah. Um, it was uh, 70th with 945,000 people. That was on Fox. Uh, IMSA, the Daytona, 24 hours of Daytona, uh, was 986,000, good enough for 65th. But here's why I'm going through all this, Travis. 97th. That is where you'll find the first SRX race. <laughs> SRX, the most viewed SRX race on ESPN, 589,000. Ooh. Yeah, that That's is not, not good numbers good for their first year doing it and you know kind of testing the waters and we talked about how this could lead to them wanting to be in the NASCAR game. I mean, the NASCAR numbers make you want to be in the NASCAR game. But the amount of viewers that tuned in to watch racing on your network makes you not want to do it. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just found that rather interesting. Mm. Yeah. And the, the survey. Of yeah. The three course. But, you know, does NASCAR care about the or the city of Chicago, I guess, care about the 54 percent of residents that don't want the race back there in the city or. Are they going to look at the third most watched race of the NASCAR schedule? Well, NASCAR is going to look at how it's the third most watched race in all of NASCAR and in all of motorsports. That's what NASCAR is looking at. And mm -hmm. that's why they're saying we're coming back because people obviously wanted to watch this. My argument is, is people wanting to watch it because it was a good race or because they wanted to see the spectacle of it with the rain and everything. Mm -hmm. And now they've seen it. It's kind of like once you've seen it, what else is there to see? 
Yeah. I think people are definitely interested in seeing the spectacle of what it would look like racing on the streets of Chicago. I don't mm-hmm. think the rain had anything to do with that. Just to see something different from that perspective of an actual street race. Right. So the allure there and the Chicago allure. Yep. I, I, again, I'm, I, I don't know. Do I think that they deserve another chance? Yes. To do it in the dry. Yes. Should it be 4th of July weekend? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Should it be where it is? I I don't know. That's a big part of Chicago you're shutting down. But they did it successfully. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't quite know what the answer is. Yeah. If it's me, Travis, and this will never happen ever. I'd love to see it down by Wrigleyville. Ooh. I'd love to see them race around Wrigley Field. I think that'd be cool. Some tight streets down there, They're isn't very it? Very tight streets. That's why it will never happen. <laughs> I think it's logistically possible no, there. No. Or the United Center. Mm, there you go. Some landmarks of Chicago. Yeah. Why not around the, uh, the, I know it's not the Sears Tower anymore, but the Sears Tower. I think people still call it the Sears it, Tower. It will forever be the Sears Tower. Yeah, I think Chicagoans get know, offended. I don't know what it's actually called. but Is it the Willis Tower? Sure. It'll always be the Sears Tower. The Now Tower? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think that's right. I think it's the, the Willis Tower, but uh, if you ask anyone from Chicago, it's the Sears Tower. It always will be. <laughs> so, uh, haven't ever been up there. I haven't in a long time. No, you're not a huge fan of, of heights. No, I am not. I went when I was a little kid, and I don't remember it. They have the thought, of, thought about taking the kiddos up there and doing that. They have the tilt deck back then. They did. They did not. No, I, I, so. I didn't figure. So I will not be going. The tilt <laughs> I didn't figure. I will be standing way back. Oh man, scared of scared of heights. Oh yeah, I am. Not afraid <laughs> to admit it either. Although I did fly in a hot air balloon, it was tethered. But ooh, yes, yes, terrifying. It was. <laughs> Hey, at least you've flown on a plane. That's right. A couple times, actually. That. Yeah. So. Across the ocean. I know. Yeah. That was S- scary. Scary, I bet. Worst part was landing in Chicago. <laughs> we didn't go to Bad weather? We went to Midway. Mm-hmm. And Midway is like right in the middle of the oh, city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you're just flying, and all of a sudden you're coming down, and you just see houses everywhere. And it's like mm-hmm. we're crashing in the middle of a neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Why is no one else but me freaking out over this? Yeah, every, every, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything will be be all right. Yeah, they were all good. <laughs> not Eric. Not me. Mm-mm. Not Eric. Just not a fan. Hanging on tightly for the ride. Yep. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll uh, get on out of here for the uh, day. We'll be back tomorrow for more, and we'll be back tomorrow for more football ramping up our coverage for the weekend and ramping up some NFL coverage as well tomorrow. So stick around for that. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We will talk to you next, I almost said next week. No, next day. No, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes. Peace out. Or next day. (laughs) Or whatever. Whatever.